Welcome to Mutant Puke, a weekly music review podcast. Uh, my name is Ivy. Today I am joined by uh, Joe. The the whist sails ahead, Joe. <laughs> Say hi, Joe. Hi. <laughs> uh, Jake, as always, sitting in the producer chair. And we have yeah. a special guest, our friend Joseph Hitbox. Hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, from from the band Hitbox to be clear, from the, Joseph <laughs> from Hitbox the from the band Hitbox will be joining us today for our weekly reviews. Yeah, let's do a little rundown of the show. We review the singles, then we review EPs, and then we review albums. Each review, we will give our personal rating using the Mutant Puke rating system, patent pending, by the way. How does it work, you might ask? How does it work? We'll give each release a bronze, silver, or gold medal based on how we personally liked it. Um, releases that get three or more gold medals from the cast are considered Mutant Puke certified bangers. Um, and you also might be asking, well, guys, what if you fucking hate something what if it's just awful and to and to that uh we'll give that shit a participation trophy and we'll try never to think about it ever again so if you're if this is your first time listening if this is your first week here uh that's how things normally go uh since since the little update we're always tweaking things always trying to make things a little bit better um that's really uh jake is doing that not not me i I just read i just read (laughs) the script that's given to me uh, and and that's the way that it's gonna be. With that being said, let's just jump into it. Let's just come on, guys. Let's fucking review some music. Yeah, um, I love music. <laughs> I say this every week uh, that it's a it's it's a lot of music, but this week particularly, holy fuck, the playlist so- was like over four hours long it it was it was very difficult to listen to all of this more than one time (laughs) since it all got released um on friday or most of it got released on friday single reviews uh we're gonna go ahead and get into it it's cat company cutie carousel uh cat company is a progressive post-hardcore band from orlando florida yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i'm gonna go ahead and say it I came here to hate, and boy was I fucking wrong. I have never been a fan of Cat Company. I did not understand the hype. I didn't like their last EP. I was a stone-cold Cat Company hater. And and today, I've come to say, with this new single, I was fucking wrong. I said specifically to Jake, and I quote, This shit punched the hater right out of me. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I cannot express how fucking surprised I was. I, I came into the song being like, I'm not going to fucking like this. I'm not going to like this. I've never liked anything before. This song fucking rips. Uh, the guitar work is really fun. It's super upbeat and cool. Johnny Faffa was in the music video on drums. That was pretty neat to see. Motherfuckers just becoming the face of drumming in uh, <laughs> Florida post-hardcore scene. Uh, their new vocalist is fantastic. Um, I can't remember the other band that he's in. God, I wish Keely was here. She would know. But he's absolutely incredible. He sounds fucking great on this track. Like, all of them sound really, really good. It's super exciting. Uh, It's really exciting to see that they've come back. They've kind of, like, honed in their sound. Um, I thought the mix was pretty tight as well, personally. Uh, It works for me, especially with this style of music. And I really, really like it. I'm going to give it a gold. Excellent work, Cat Company. Very, very, uh, very, very interested to see where this shit goes next. Joseph Hitbox, uh, I, I've been talking way too much, so uh, well, let's hear what you had to had to say about Cat Company, Cutie Carousel. I liked it a lot. It kind of blended into some of the other stuff that was in the playlist, but 
I liked it a lot. The production, like you said, is really tight. Uh, the guitar work is really tight. Kind of just piggybacking off of everything you said. You made a lot of really good points. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it besides it's really good. Uh, and I really enjoyed listening to it. Hell yeah. What uh, what rating would you give it based on our uh, our previously discussed rating system? Obviously, obviously gonna go with a gold. Big fat easy, gold easy from Joseph Hitbox gold. from the band Hitbox on the Mutant Puke podcast. Joey Pizza, uh, let's hear from you. All right, so uh, I'm a huge fan of Cat Company. Their 2018 self-titled uh, EP was one of my favorite releases. I was a little bit late to the party. I think I started listening to them in 2020, so a little bit after that EP came out. But I'm a huge fan. And I think the the second track on their um on their self-titled EP kind of encapsulates their whole sound, at least from my perspective. Sad dance. It's I get the vibe from Cutie Carousel. It's sad and dancing, and I love that vibe. Funky guitar work, upbeat drums, incredible vocals. Uh, huge fan. So uh, yeah. I, I there's not much more I have to say about it. It gets a gold from me. Excellent single. I'd love to see what they're doing next. Yo, it's been a while, but even <laughs> even even if Jake doesn't have anything to say, that's a fucking certified mutant puke banger. Uh, it's been a while since we've had one. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the last couple weeks, uh, Keely Jackson and I have been straight dogging on each other, and uh, <laughs> it's good. To, it's what good do you to know? What type of song gets a certified banger? A fucking post-hardcore song, you whiny motherfuckers. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> we just need more like this. This is fun. I really like this. You know what? I think it's a problem with self-acceptance. Y'all are post-hardcore listening motherfuckers, and you don't want to admit it. And I'm tired of the the self-unacceptance. You know, you make an excellent point because uh, I was going through my, like, Spotify statistics and my, like, last FM statistics. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I had, like, three genres and, like, 77% <laughs> of what I listen to is considered post-hardcore. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's so fucking over. Uh, that's just, it's who I am and I have to, I have to accept it. Jake, do you, do you have any thoughts on the single before we move on? Um, you'll know when I want to review something, but since you asked, uh, if I was reviewing it, if it was only three of us, it would not have gotten the certified banger. Oh, uh, fuck. I give it a silver, though. I, I Cat Company, for some reason, there's just something I bounce off of with them. Like, I've tried many, many times to get into them. It seems like everyone interested in the same type of music I like is interested in them. Wow, what the fuck am I saying? Uh, every yeah, it seems like everyone loves them. I I just don't get it. I don't get it. Even this song, kind of similar. I like the screams. I would have liked more screams. Is probably uh, my only thing. But that's just me wanting something different. That's not really a review of the song. Uh, but yeah, it's just a silver from me. The only reason I called on you is because <laughs> I'm gonna sell you out a little bit. God damn it! Initially, <laughs> you were like. Oh, we can't review it. And and to your to your point, and to be fair, it's because you didn't want us hating. And yeah. honestly, I'm glad we reviewed it. Yeah. I'm very glad we... I'm Certified really glad. banger. The drought is over, banger. people. <laughs> We're so fucking back. <laughs> and back to the actual show, we'll be moving on and talking about Asking Alexandria, Dark Void. Uh, Asking Alexandria is a British rock band from York, North Yorkshire. God, that's an awful sounding <laughs> fucking place to live. 
Holy fuck. Did y'all know they were British? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I that. I thought they were Sweden. No, they're actually It was like from... a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> they're from where I grew up in Kentucky, uh, Alexandria, Kentucky. <laughs> Everybody <Okay>. knows that. <laughs> yeah, this shit mid. Uh, I thought it was a bit too repetitive. <laughs> I was never super into this band. I like maybe like one song, and that's probably their like fucking iconic song that everybody knows from them. I did see them at Warp Tour one time. Uh, and that was also mid. I just don't really have a lot to say about this. It, there's something about, and I fucking dog on this all the time, but bands kind of like who have been around for a really long time and like they have like lineup changes or they leave and they come back and this and that and yada yada. And I'm pretty sure Asking Alexandria is of no exception. They've done that shit and changed vocalists and done all that, all kinds of shit like that. And I just didn't, I just didn't really see a ton of merit in it. It, it seemed pretty samey. Uh, they didn't really feel like they were, like, taking their sound anywhere. It just kind of fell very flat for me. Um, I didn't like the vocal. I don't really like their vocalist's timbre to his voice. Uh, it's really off-putting to me for some reason. I don't know if it's, like, there's it's a weird twang. <laughs> no, I... Okay, look. We can hate on British people as Americans <laughs> all we want. Right? It's the one people we are allowed to hate on. But, no, there's plenty of British artists... Are, you're gonna you're gonna sit here and tell me that Don Broco's Manchester Super Reds number one fan isn't one of the greatest songs ever written? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, the, I like that song. That's got to be like top five greatest songs ever written, hands down. There's just uh, there, no contest. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm gonna give it a participation, and let's hear from uh, our homie Joey Pizza. Oh hey, all right. So I was actually pleasantly surprised by this because I fully expected like a rehash of like their their uh, like first release. Uh, I think it was Stand Up and Scream. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Of course, like I haven't listened to them since like 2011 or whenever because my <laughs> high school band was like, you know, obsessed with asking Alexandria. Yeah. Um, so I actually was pleasantly surprised and I respect the change in sound because I fully expected the same stuff from 2009. That said, uh, I still didn't really care for it. Like Ivy said, I didn't I didn't really like the vocalist and to me it kind of sounded like something that you would hear on, on like Octane, you know, like satellite radio um it's it's pretty uninspiring and uh there isn't really too much going for it but you know i i wish we we i wish we were re reviewing this a little later on in the podcast because i have some shit to say about other bands that are doing like the same sound so um i give it a bronze uh it's better than <coughs> amity affliction yeah it's better than uh what i expected but it's still not that good all right <laughs> joseph hitbox from the band hitbox Ooh, i got some shit to say about this okay so first off this shit is ass <laughs> ass so the whole typical trapped inside the prison in my mind looking for hope bullshit sucks hate it absolutely awful terrible hate that trope i feel like they've come a long way financially so why don't instead of just writing that lyric why don't they just get therapy yeah it's very <laughs> like i just don't i don't get it and then uh like, the production is just, it's the same thing that, it's okay, so, you know the the whole uh, radio DJ transition to radioactive by Imagine Dragons meme? That's this. That is this song. Yes. This is what would play after that. 
Holy shit. So it's a fucking participation for me. Hated it. <laughs> Too British. That's Don Broco did this way better. <laughs> Too British. Dog. And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I just want to say anyone who's British that's listening, we love you. <laughs> you're the we are one of the good ones, honestly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of the good ones. Don't talk to us about Chinese food. We don't want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> Any opinion on food from a British person. <laughs> yeah. Please I'll, keep I'll it be to real. yourself. The fucking the curry on fries, that kind of sounds fire. <laughs> you're telling me you get fries and you get some bomb ass curry sign me the fuck up that sounds great you're telling me a shrimp fried this rice <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck anyways after that stinker moving along <laughs> gouge away idolized gouge away is an american hardcore punk band based in florida that formed in 2012 um was this a this was a keely rack right yeah Keely Wreck, everybody. I really liked this track. I liked it a lot. I thought the instrumental was incredible. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Deftones. Um, I really love the tone of the drums. Um, and I think the vibes are like super chill, but it also fucking rips. Like there's like a lot of energy to it. Um, despite it being kind of like sludgy and chill and kind of building. Like I, I fuck with that. I like the vision. Um, I wish the vocals were a little bit louder. Uh, their vocalist is incredible. Um, sounds fantastic. Like, the fucking cleans, the screams, like, all of it's great. It just feels like it kind of, like, sits too far back in the mix, or they're just, like, they're just, like, were recorded too quietly. I'm not sure, but, uh, at times it was kind of hard to hear. And I think that's, like, a standout part of this group. I would love to hear the vocalist uh, a little bit more in the front, I suppose. Uh, but still, regardless, I love this track. It's super great. It was really good. Uh, recommendation for the playlist this week and uh, I'm gonna give it a gold um, Joey pizza uh, yeah so I agree very cool I love the atmosphere it feels it feels very big and dark um, I do agree that the vocals are a little too quiet and I know that like Jake isn't a huge fan of female vocals I am a huge fan of female <laughs> vocals so well, well that's not public women. knowledge that's not but you said Josh that the, admitted to that you've said that on no the Josh admit uh <laughs> jake hates women confirmed it, it's Ooh. not misogynistic yeah yeah uh, just all i meant to pick this up but yeah i really liked it um i just wish the vocals were a little louder but i love the atmosphere and um love the music so i give it a uh i give it a silver it's not quite gold just because it's not immediately in my alley but uh it's adjacent it's it's close enough that i give it a silver hell yeah and joseph i fucking love this song uh i listened to it for hours the other day when jake sent me the playlist and it was one of the first songs that was on there i listened to it for so fucking long the vocals yeah they could be louder and then uh also the repetition of no apology like that part could have been screamed a little bit harder i feel like and also there's like a very thin line between hastily out of key and just out of key and i feel like they're writing that line very hard <laughs> but other than that um i loved it uh it's right up my alley uh i fuck anybody on crate that was shitting on this <laughs> uh, crate is just people. the worst it, 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 crate and rate your music those apps are just for cocksuckers i'm sorry oh, I, yeah. I hate those those fucking apps <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I go on there for the funnies, but like well, I yeah. saw people genuinely <laughs> shitting on this song, and I was like, mm, no, no, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, very good song, gold from me. Very Your opinion is not there. the same as mine. Shut the fuck up, crate. Right. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Great reviews all around. Moving on, because like I said, there's a fuck ton of music. Anthony Green, A Swimming Lake. First, I want to preface by saying, I don't, I, this <laughs> song was really confusing. Yeah. First of all, Anthony Green is an American singer from uh, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. He's currently the lead singer of Circus Survive. Sayosin, The Sound of Animals Fighting, and L.S. Dunes while also maintaining a solo career. This song, though, did not sound like anything Anthony Green has ever made. There's no vocals. There's no, like, guitar instrumental. Um, it's just, like, this chill electronic track. Which it made, it, it, and he didn't say anything about it on his socials, at least that I could find or that Katie <laughs> really? could find. Oh my god, is this possibly so, like a different person? You know right. how sometimes people will fucking have the same artist name and they end up on the wrong Spotify? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking this is. Because like I, I couldn't imagine him releasing a song and then just not promoting it, not talking about it, not acknowledging it, not anybody really talking about it. Because... It's just like, it's a weird one. It, it came up and I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay, it's like an electronic track. And then there was never any vocal entrance. And I was like, how is this an Anthony Green track? Are we getting like a, is this like a Skrillex thing? Is he, he, uh, he, he's done with the music. He's doing, he's doing electronic music now. I, I, I just, I don't know. I thought like, I don't know. I thought it was chill. It was like a cool track. I, you know, I like some a lot electronic stuff like this. Like it's very vibey and stuff, but it definitely doesn't feel like an Anthony Green track. Um, and I feel like it probably isn't. Um, but <laughs> whoever the Anthony Green that did make this, I mean, it's pretty chill. I think in the context of assuming it was, you know, Circus Survive Anthony Green, I, I rated it lower. Uh, but if this is someone else... And it's just a, it's like their standalone thing. Um, I would probably give it closer to a silver. I think it's cool, but I don't uh, love it. But if this is just straight up like an Anthony Green track, I'd probably give it a bronze. Like, uh, he, he makes incredible music. It would be really, really weird to just drop this, not say anything about it. And then it have zero context. Like, I don't know. It's just really weird to me. But uh, Joe, Joey Pizza, what did, what did you think? Uh, it gets a participation from me. I think you're right, because I can't find anything about this song anywhere other than Spotify. I think it's a mistake. If it is Anthony Green, I mean, I don't really listen to his solo stuff to begin with. I'm not, like, a huge fan, but uh, this gets a participation either way, because it's just kind of, like, <laughs> ambience and not enough going on to really pull my attention in any way. So, yeah. Participation. I'm just like, yeah, I'm looking up stuff on Google. Literally, no one is talking about this. No one. <laughs> I think, yeah. This is a weird thing we're reviewing. It's just like probably not <laughs> Anthony Green's music. Yeah. I <laughs> At the very least, it's it's something interesting to bring up. I, I, I've seen it happen multiple times with like other artists too. Uh, the where, secret band a bunch. Like Charm. they put stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> It happened to that one group that Kurt Travis was in in like 2016, 2017 that released like a three song EP and then just never Push did over? anything ever again. Yeah, Pushover. That it happened to them as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, good old Pushover. I missed that project. That shit was <laughs> Yeah, good. it was pretty good. I just yeah. just never went anywhere. Huh? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Joseph, do you have any thoughts as well? Yeah, uh so I 
am not a big Circa Survive fan, so I didn't know who Anthony Green was right off the bat. Um, <laughs> so I listened to this and I was waiting for any kind of progression at all. And realizing that this is probably just some random guy named Anthony Green that uploaded it. <laughs> uh, it makes a lot more sense. I I don't know. I it just it, it was boring to to be very crude. I like the synth work. The the pads sound really pretty, but that's about it. It needs more progression. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have to give it a uh, participation. Respectfully to uh whatever Anthony the fake Green. Fake Anthony Green. <laughs> <laughs> no, Imposter he's real. Anthony Green. Oh, Among Us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sussy Anthony Green. Uh, if somehow you stumble upon this, keep making your electronic music. Uh, Maybe a sorry that it ended up on other Anthony Green, <laughs> the, the, the not him, the crewmate Anthony Green. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> we are the worst podcast. <laughs> we are literally the worst podcast. <laughs> I remember specifically the name of the podcast used oh to god. be Worst DGD Podcast. So. It tracks, Oof. and yeah, <laughs> that's 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 all I gotta say about this track. Digging up old bones, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old bones, oh, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and it's time for more music. Sauce Shonen Sauce is an instrumental math rock slash prog rock band from New Jersey, New Jersey, USA. Sorry, Represent. Jake specified. <laughs> Joey Pizza Land. Yeah. That's what I call it. The Homeland. Yeah. This track, I think this is another that's like, it's a chill instrumental track. I really, really like the guitar tones. The guitar tones sound really nice. It's really clean. The mix is super clean and solid too. Um, I think the bass fucking rips. There's a part, like, particularly in the middle uh, where the bass just kind of gets to shine and pops off. That's really, really fucking cool. I also wrote here, and I want to preface this by saying I was drinking when I wrote these notes. So as the go, as the episode goes on, there's a good chance that uh, they get. Prog I'm gonna have to try a little bit harder to understand what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, but I said this band kind of reminds me of like it's like what Strawberry Girls thinks they're doing. Strawberry Girls does it badly, and this band fucking kills it. It's that really pretty cool post-hardcore with fucking riffs, and it rips. Uh, or I guess m instrumental math rock, prog rock, whatever you want to call it. It still sounds like a lot of post-hardcore um, guitars to me as well. With that being said, I just wish there were vocals. I love this kind of stuff, but I, I just always feel like it would be elevated by vocals, and that's that's just a personal preference. Um, I think vocalists bring a lot to tracks, and this song fucking rips, and I feel like a vocalist could really fucking rip on this track, but... Because of that, I'm going to give it a silver. Still, excellent work. Really, really great track. Really did enjoy it. But the instrumental stuff, it just doesn't hold my attention as well. Joe, how do you feel about this track? Well, you know, as a New Jersey resident, you got you to gotta represent the sauce. You got to put the sauce on the <laughs> fucking pizza, okay? Um, <laughs> sauce rips. My band used to gig with them uh, very early on. I think they took a hiatus for a little while, and so I'm really, really glad to see that they're back. And, like, back, back, you know, when they were first coming around, like, it was, it was, like, of course people are gonna be like, oh, this band's just a Chan Rip. I remember hearing that, people calling them a Chan Rip, which, like, at the time, yeah, if you're gonna be playing instrumental math rock, it's pretty easy to get lumped into that group. But I always felt that Sauce had a bit more sauce to them 
Facts. to kind of separate them from that brand, uh, that other brand of math rock. They're they're uh, they're a bit funkier, a bit groovier. And uh, to echo what Ivy said, love the bass, love the guitar tone. I love just all the work together. And being a huge fan of instrumental music, um, I give it a gold. Uh, keep up the good work, Sauce. Glad to see you guys back at it again. Would love to gig again sometime soon. Represent New Jersey. Fuck yeah. Jersey. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'd like to echo the sauce, the sauce joke, um, by saying that Jersey pizza is the best pizza. And I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Um, Joseph, how'd you feel about the track? I fucking loved it. It was very fun to listen to. All the guitar work is really intricate and amazing and well-structured. The The bass is really nice. It's very smooth. The drums are really intricate and good. Uh, the production is really clean. It's it's so good that it doesn't need vocals. Usually with uh, instrumental bands and songs I listen to, I'm like, oh, this would sound better with vocals. But I couldn't really think of anything that it needed vocally. It's really, it's just really good. Really, really fucking good. They definitely corny, but they have the fucking sauce. <laughs> and I'm giving it a gold. Hell yeah. Shout out Sauce Shonen. Jersey represent, Sauce represent, we represent. Moving on. Okay Hotel, easy to say. Melodic Driven, alt-rock outfit from Wollongong, Australia. Australians um, are like the good version of British people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Australia. Yeah. Love me. Love me some. Love me a little bit of Australia every now and then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually recommended this band. They popped up on uh, YouTube the night that um, this track came out, or I guess the day of, because they released the music video first and then they released everything on streaming platforms. Which I kind of fuck with that. I I, I kind of hate the whole like, oh, we'll release the track on streaming the night of at like midnight, and then the and then the day of we'll release it at like noon. I hate that. I want to watch the music video first, and then when I'm hooked in, I want to go add it to my playlist and listen to it. Fuck ton. So them re releasing the music video on the 11th, and then releasing the track on the 12th for like all streaming services. I fuck with that vision and it and it hooked me. It worked. They're like kind of a cool alt rock style um and I I fuck with a lot of like alt rock kind of stuff cuz it kind of sits in that in between between like Midwest emo and pop punk for me where pop punk's too like whiny and annoying but like Midwest emo is too like I don't know I'm going to say clunky because my brain don't work. And I like some Midwest emo. I like some pop punk, but like the alt rock kind of in the middle it, it like bl blends the two things that I like about both of those genres perfectly for me. I think the song is extremely catchy. I think the guitar tone is really pretty too. Like it just works super well, um, especially for their sound and their vocalist. Their vocalist is is really great and has an excellent voice. I think the the whole song was mixed super well too, and it just it it caught me instantly. It kind of gives me like summer vibes, and I really fuck with that because. It is not summer in Australia right now. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give this a gold. Um, and we'll hear it from Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, I played in a pop punk band for, like, four years. So I'm kind of familiar with the sound. Um, this is definitely the sound of a band that I would have gigged with a lot. I'm, I, I like it. It's, it's, it's comfy. It's reliable. 
and it's it's not something that will like you know like hurt your ears or anything it's just like nice to listen to but um it's just like at this point that sort of like emo pop punk um type of sound is just a little unoriginal at this point i do like i said i do like it it's a very friendly and comfy sound but it's not something that i would really find myself listening to a whole lot because i i listened to a lot of that stuff back in like 2014 in the, in my pop punk days so i'm just kind of past that at this point so uh i i respect what they're doing and it's a really nice comfy sound uh but just not for me personally silver yeah Joe, back in the pop-punk Joe days, I've seen the pictures. Uh, Joseph, how'd you feel about the track? I really like this. Uh, I'm a sucker for anything that makes me feel like I'm listening to Algernon Cadwallader. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I love that (laughs) band. And anything that sounds like it is an immediate gold for me. The mix was really good. The guitar tones, of course, fucking amazing. Uh, The vocals are really, really well done. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I... I really enjoyed it. I had a really great time listening to it. I, it was another one of the ones that I listened to on repeat while I was going through the playlist. No really bad notes, except that it could have been a little bit shorter and still done the job, but it was still really good. I still like listening to the whole thing. So it's a gold from me. Hell yeah. Shout out OK Hotel, easy to say, and shout out Australia. I've done this shout out bit two songs in a row. I'm going to stop doing it now. We're going to move on to Citizen Cope. Citizen Cope, close to you. Uh, American songwriter, producer, and singer. I grew up with Citizen Cope. I absolutely fucking adore this project. Every album he's ever released, I have listened to an insane amount of times. I don't think he's released an album since 2018 or 2019 when he released Heroin and Helicopters, uh, which was also an excellent record. So when I saw this single, I was so fucking stoked. I was so excited. And he did not miss this shit fucking rules. Um, I feel like he balances this line between like a lot of political messages with also like this kind of overarching love and loss that he kind of balances between um he just has this really beautiful uh unique voice that's almost haunting but in like a really happy and like melancholic way honestly listening to this song it brought tears to my eyes the first time (laughs) i i I cannot explain to you how much i absolutely fucking love uh citizen cope uh there's like a he did a live session um, like many years ago that I go back and watch all the time. He just puts so much emotion into his music, despite it being like, you know, a lot of the instrumentals are just pretty simple, vibey. He usually just plays an acoustic guitar and sings. Um, but he's one of those singer-songwriters where his voice really just carries this project so excellently. Um, and his lyrics are really meaningful. And I love them. 10 billion golds. Uh, obviously my single of the week. I'm really, really hoping that there is an album to follow this up because, God, I just, I just fucking love Citizen Coat. Good Lord. Uh, Joe, how did you feel about this track? Oh, it's so good. Uh, shit. I mean, not to, I'm, I keep saying like, oh, you know, back in this time period, I'd listen to this. <laughs> but like, I was really, really, really into indie when I like graduated high school. And um, 
this, I mean, is this kind of like indie Ivy, would you say? Uh, yeah, it kind of toes that line. It's like an indie singer-songwriter kind of kind of vibe to it. Yeah, so this was my shit in 2013, so I still fuck with it heavily. Very nice sound. I love the, uh, the horn section in the beginning. I don't know if it happens throughout the song. I kind of skimmed all the songs this week. Because uh, it was a really long playlist, <laughs> but yeah, this is really nice. It's just a little slow. I feel like, like like the reason why I'm not in my indie phase anymore is because a lot of that stuff is very slow and and very chilled out. So this is something that I would probably listen to like on a hot summer night with the windows down, just like nice driving music. But it's uh, just a little too slow to capture my severely ADHD untreated brain. <laughs> so um, I still I give it a gold. I would listen to this again. But it's not something that I list. I would listen to every day. Fair enough. It it definitely does have that uh, cooler summer night with the windows down kind of vibe to it, and that's kind of what all his music has uh, a vibe to. Joseph, how did you feel about the track? I liked it a lot. I I'm a huge Radiohead fan, so when when I hear like bad songs, I'm I'm a fucking sucker. Uh, <laughs> it it remind it felt like uh it felt like having a conversation with my grandpa he passed away so like it was really it was really good it was it was nice it was a very comfy listen it's very slow it's definitely driving and smoking a cigarette type music and i really like stuff like that it was it was a little too slow for for my taste because i am also adhd untreated so yeah i'm gonna have to give it a uh, silver for that but other than that i really loved it Excellent. The ADHD podcast. I think pretty much everyone here has untreated ADHD and we're all just we're just getting through it. Vibing. Welcome to the vibing. I got cat. the one where you zone out a lot. That's why I like Twitter. Yeah. I got the one where I, I hyper fixate on things and I can't focus on anything else around me. <laughs> but what I can focus on is hosting the podcast. Moving on to 30 Seconds to Mars Stuck. 30 Seconds to Mars is an American rock band from Los Angeles, California, formed in 1998. The band consists of brothers Jared Leto, uh, lead vocals, guitar, bass, keyboards, uh, the Joker, <laughs> and Shannon <laughs> Leto, drums and percussion. <laughs> Snug that one in there for you. <laughs> you got me good on that one. That was a good bit. Uh, it's Morbin time, baby. <laughs> this shit kind of just sounds like your average kind of poppy rock that's like uh, there's just not really a ton there for me like I, I listened to it a couple times to just maybe gaslight myself into thinking it might be okay <laughs> and I just didn't like it like it's super repetitive which is fine for like a, you know a, a more a poppy like rock track but I just I just don't fuck with it I think it's like Compared to some of the other stuff that 30 Seconds to Mars has done, this just seems so fucking lame. It seems like such a deviation from their more, like, emo sound and fucking, I, I don't know, like, you know, like, they had, like, these this big rock sound with, with some of their other tracks, and, you know, I used to kind of fuck with them, and this I don't fuck with. Uh, Jared Leto should just stick to being the Joker and Morbin, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna give this shit a participation... 30 Seconds to Mars, what the fuck? Uh, Joe, how'd you feel about the track? Ivy, if there is a lower score than participation, I would give it to this track. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> <coughs> fuck, I was like mid-rip, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
shit. Uh, yeah, Joe Hitbox, what do you think? Oh, oh, oh. That's very telling. So, in my notes, I have Red Hot Chili Peppers ass opening riff. <laughs> Fucking wait, uh, what? <laughs> I have to listen to this again. Uh, it's just a, it's just like some thirty to forty year old dudes talking about finding a new girlfriend. It's lame. Talk about talk about Jared's cult or something. Jesus. Uh, the whole dance club repeating vocal stem part is never not a bullshit filler technique. Uh, the instrumental's kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that. Barely. Uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, the bum dum rada da dum dum thing was definitely Jared's idea. <laughs> that was definitely a Jared Leto Joker <laughs> bullshit thing. Uh... <laughs> Damaged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damaged. The, this is unrelated to the song, but their artist picture makes them look like Animorphs for me. <laughs> I don't know why I get that vibe, but I just, I, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, Hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm they, looking they it look up. Weird. Oh, sure. They Leto look weird. They Animorph confirmed. They look weird and not cool weird. <laughs> they have like an uncanny valley Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> if, I, if I could give this a... If there was a shit tier award, it would, it would go to this song. Well, funny enough, we actually do. Uh, this is a certified mutant puke shitter. Let's go. Can we add some lead pipes there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop Glad. a couple pipes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was not going to add any. <laughs> it's, it's the metal pipe bit. It's, We're so back. Uh, We're God so fucking it. back. Uh, Jake. It looks like you would like to review the track. Any thoughts here? This shit sounds like um, Maroon 5. No, no, um, don't you ever diss Maroon 5 like that. Like the new Maroon 5, not okay, the good old Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, like new Maroon okay. 5. Of course I'm not talking about the good Maroon 5. <laughs> okay. Oh, your body's so hot. Thanks, Adam Levine. Uh, Jared Leto, equally creepy guy. Um... He dressed as a cat at the Met Gala. Apparently, it was, like, supposed to be the original guy, the fat-shaming sort of fashion guy that the Met Gala celebrates. It, he was supposed to be his cat. Like, my joke is I just call him Discord Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now whenever I see something Jared Leto, I just think about that him in that cat suit holding the head and just looking... He looks dead inside in any picture he uses. He's damaged, yet he is the Morbius. Great, great movie. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's it's awesome. It's Morbid um, time. David from Poltergeist, he enjoyed Morbius. I just want to put that out to the, to the air. I want people to know about that. Oh, David. <laughs> um, I give it a participation trophy. And that solidifies the uh, mutant puke certified shitter right there. <laughs> Add more pipes. God pipes all around. The pipes, pipes are not for the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fart sound for that. Oh, real original. Right, right. You know what else is real original? Queens of the Stone Age, a motion sickness.
Queens of the Stone Age is an American rock band formed in 1996 in Seattle, Washington. Queens of the Stone Age have been around really fucking long, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I feel like this old, this band old as hell. I've never been into them. They're I, as I, old I, as I am. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck that's you. an old band. Old. That's a, 1990. Fuck you. I'm not what? old. I'm <laughs> the not band old. is. You're telling me that I'm 26 you, years 26? young. I'm so, 26 years young. Yeah. You think this band is 26 years young? Yeah, they that's don't fucking not a... sound like it. <laughs> this mix sounds like shit. Like just in general, the whole production sounds really stupid to me. Like Josh Homme's got to be. Why does like it sound like it was recorded now. on a fucking eight track and then put in a blender and then fucking shit out a car stereo? It doesn't sound I, like I don't get it. This band is fucking. And they've been around forever. They're super pop. Everybody. Not forever for twenty six years. Shut okay, the fuck up, Jacob. I'm you and Queens of the Stone Age of motion sickness. Okay? Okay. They've been around forever. <laughs> period. <laughs> like, imagine being one of the greatest rock bands of all time, ostensibly, and releasing this shit in 2023. Like, I just, there just wasn't, like, what the fuck is, what is wrong with them? I, I imagine it would be fucking more interesting than that. Like, they probably have any fucking thing at their disposal, and they put out a fucking poopy rock song with bad production. That's annoying, and I never want to listen to it again. And I really hope I don't ever hear it in like a fucking gas station, or I'm I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Participation, uh, Joe. How did how do you feel about Queens of the Stone Age? Emotion sickness. <laughs> okay, Ivy. So yeah, I feel the same exact way. So anyway, um, according to bestsellingalbums.org, Queens of the Stone Age have sold over <laughs> three million two hundred thirty-five thousand five hundred albums. They their albums have gone gold seven times. So why they the kinda, fuck can they, they not? Suck. Excuse me, Jake. Why the fuck <laughs> can they not afford higher quality recordings? Something's not adding up here. Um, was this some kind of like intentional like garage rock, like lo-fi kind of sound that they're going for? I'm not sure. But, you know, your band has probably the budget for higher quality recordings. So uh, how about you like grow the fuck up and go to a real studio? <laughs> Participation. <laughs> grow the fuck up, Queens of the Stone Age. 26 years young. <laughs> Joseph, how did you feel about the track? Oh, this is a this is a driving and smoking a cigarette while you're on the way to the mechanic shop song. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Era Vulgaris is better. Uh, he needs to, Josh Hom needs to start using that fucking dinky ass p little PV practice amp again for his guitar tones because this sounds like shit. They yes, they should be able to afford better production quality but i think they should go back to the era vulgaris production quality because this is a serious step down i didn't like it, it was fucking boring how are you how are you 40 years old selling three million copies and you still can't fucking make something good it's 40 years young to you <laughs> right yeah 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 see i'm with i'm with jake on the whole old thing i was just giving him shit but uh <laughs> now 40 years old that's old right yeah, yeah, yeah you got two yeah, years yeah. left you got two years until your body starts two years what do you mean 28 yeah 28 so over yeah your body it's starts not dying medieval times oh my but yeah, god it uh, might as well be fucking participation 
I I didn't enjoy it. It's that right there. Everybody, yeah, is a certified <laughs> puke shitter. Two in a row. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're on a roll. Good episode. Good episode for music. Great music, even. <laughs> I, I would say probably the best we've ever reviewed. <laughs> the other day when I said music fucking sucks, I meant that shit. <laughs> you were listening to our homework. <laughs> when I heard Queens of the Stone Age, I, I had to go say music fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, moving on, though. Talk about Lilac Kings featuring Daisy Chamberlain. Six set, bro. Indie post-hardcore rock band based out of Tulsa Oklahoma, and Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Oh, for real? Uh, hi, Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. Love you, Daisy. We should hang out again. <laughs> Daisy and I. Daisy and I went to get some food last weekend, and it was very, very nice. It was a good time. I got. I also got to see Daisy's lovely home. It was very, very nice in there. I would. I would like to live in a place like that. Two stories. What would you? Rate I didn't it? know that was possible. Uh, <laughs> that's a ten out of ten. That's a nice place. Wow, you're going to use the wrong rating system. <laughs> what show are you on right now? Fine. It's a fucking certified 10 billion gold. <laughs> That's not loud, <laughs> but okay. It was an excellent home, and I had an excellent time, and I also had an excellent time listening to this track. I love Lilac Kings. I'm a big, big old Lilac Kings dick rider. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> love me some fucking Lilac Kings. That last EP was sick. I listened to that shit to death. I listened to that shit so fucking much. And I thought this track was really nice too. I have really been enjoying these kind of post-hardcore songs that have more of like semi-sparse, more deliberate guitar tracks instead of these like insane, noodly, off-the-fucking-wall uh, kind of guitars. i just really been vibing with the vibes, you know? And this track fucking nails it. There's like these really like cool haunting short riffs over this just like nice uh, in the background guitar uh, that's just like keeping it fucking going. The song's chill as fuck. Dylan's voice sounds amazing. He has such like a unique sounding voice. Like the timbre is, it always sounds great. Like I fucking love the way that um, his voice is is mixed and produced and the, and the way that he sings. It's it's excellent. It sounds fucking great. It feels a little bit like Daisy kind of gets buried in the mix. And I, I, this isn't the only track. This isn't... Spoilers. This is not the only <laughs> uh, Daisy track we'll, we'll, feature we'll be reviewing today. But I feel like when Daisy's vocals are in like a Resilia song or a Yeti song, the thing that stands out about her voice is how... like powerful it is to me like it's very like cuts through the track and it's really strong uh even like the lows that she does uh they're very hard hitting daisy uh gave me vocal lessons so i know very intricately how she sings so she does like a very like kind of nasally head voice but for this genre that works super super well and i think that leads itself to daisy's voice being really powerful and being really like you know like i said cutting through the mix but for some reason, it feels like she got like a little bit buried. It was kind of, to me, it felt like a little bit harder to hear. Or it wasn't as like strong as it normally is. But regardless, the vocal was excellent. I still love the song. I just wish I could hear Daisy a little bit more. I'm going to give it a gold. Excellent song. Very, very good work. Very good choice in feature as well. I'm not biased, by the way. Uh, Joe, how do you feel? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lilac Kings, big fan. Um, Had the pleasure of playing a show with them in Oklahoma when I was on tour last year. Really great dudes. 
Um, love everything about the track. Love the guitar tones, um, the vocals. Um, I do agree. Um, I wish uh, the vocals, uh, I wish Daisy's feature was a little louder. Classic uh, mixing blunder. I don't know what happens. I, I mentioned this one time on the podcast before about how like the pan law will cause mono sources to feel quieter depending on what you're, uh, what you're listening on. So I'm sure it's just something like that where, you know, mixing is really hard. So you got to listen to it. You got to reference it on multiple sources to make sure that your levels are okay. But um, yeah, Lilac Kings, six set, bro. Can I borrow your amp? <laughs> uh, I give it a gold. <laughs> Joseph. Okay, so it was very well produced aside from the vocals being a little buried. The lyrics don't suck shit and we need way more of that from a lot of bands. Uh, The vocals were really, really fucking good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, It's not something that I would really come back to very often, but I still enjoyed it a lot. It's definitely a silver for me. Alrighty. Yeah. Lilac Kings and Daisy Chamberlain, six set, bro. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, looks like we got coming up here Tenacious D, uh, Video Games, American comedy rock duo formed in Los Angeles, California in 1994. Founded by actors Jack Black and Kyle Gass, who were members of the Actors Gang Theater Company at the time. I love Tenacious D, baby. I've <laughs> I've always loved Tenacious D. Fun little story. When I was like in like middle school or something, I got on this really big kick where I was listening to a fuck ton of Tenacious D. And I kept getting in trouble with my dad. Like he kept getting fucking mad at me for stupid shit. And he was like, it's because you're listening to fucking Tenacious D. You're not allowed to listen to Tenacious D anymore. And I was like, no. Jack Black and Kyle Gass are my friends. You can't do that to me. Uh, and so I would just... Inst- uh, it was on my fucking iPod. Like, I'll just listen to it anyways. Uh, anyways, I love Tenacious D. I think they're fun. I think Jack Black always sounds excellent. He has just such a fun vocal style. He's not afraid to be funny and and be fucking Jack Black. Like, any fucking clip you see of Jack Black, he's just this goofy fucking guy. And that always carries over into the Tenacious D stuff. The song is also very, it is very silly, but it's extremely fun. Uh, I I just love that they're able to go from, I, I don't know, fucking the pick of destiny where they're fighting the devil and talking about, you know, getting <laughs> fucked in the ass by the devil to a song about video games and it still feel like a Tenacious D song. R.I.P. Kyle Gass in the music video. I don't know yeah, if you guys watched the music. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. <laughs> it's a really good video. Uh, uh, Chris O'Neill did the storyboard, um, and they had a bunch of excellent animators. Um, but the 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 main running bit was that in any of the fucking scenes, <laughs> something bad would happen to Kyle Gass in the background. <laughs> uh, uh, he fucking he got his balls blown off in the. Oh my God. <laughs> talking about Red Dead Redemption too. But yeah. This song's fun. I love Tenacious D. I love Jack Black, and I love Kyle Gass. It's I, I I can't say enough good things. It's excellent. I'm really happy that they're they're back doing some stuff again. Um, also for the record, because I gotta say it, uh, and I'm never gonna let it go. I like <laughs> silly songs. Fuck you, Jake. 
gold. I made one tweet. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I'm never gonna let it go. Joe. Grudge holding ass bitch. <laughs> How dare you criticize me? <laughs> I loved it. It's so good. So relatable. I love video games. I don't have time to play video games as much as I would like to, but um, I, I love it. And, you know, like, thanks. Thanks, Jack Black. I could I really needed that ring-a-ding-ding-ding thing that he does. Yeah. Um, I really needed that when I listened to this yesterday. So, um, yeah, thanks for the relatable content. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. Keep it up, Tenacious D. Love to see it. Um, gold. Hand Joseph. Okay. I want to preface this with I'm never giving a Tenacious D song anything but gold. Um, <laughs> growing up with them, I fucking... It, I loved Tenacious D as a kid. Um, I watched The Pick of Destiny, and it was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. The topic of not playing as many games as you did when you were younger hits really fucking hard for me because I am a very busy person now, much more than I expected a few years ago. Yeah. So, like, I don't get to play games as much. And getting back into that and then listening to this song, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's some real fucking shit. <laughs> and, uh, shit. yeah, obviously a gold, um, Jack Black's vocal style is very fun. The The little vocal run that he did to kick off the song is really fucking funny it made me crack the fuck up for a solid 30 seconds uh and the the animation for the music video was really cool uh i love that they just for some reason enjoy killing kyle Dude deserves a, a purple heart for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last thing I have to say about this is uh, that's the one. It's on the album. That's yeah. that's the one. <laughs> it's on the album. Yeah, gold. Gold all the way. 10 million gold. That makes this a certified mutant puke banger. Jake, take it away. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Tenacious. I give it a gold, by the way, as well, so still a banger no matter what. <laughs> Look, I've never actually listened to Tenacious D that much, but I've watched the movie. I've watched both versions of Tribute because I love that song so much. <laughs> uh, there's like a... For anyone listening who might not know, there's, there's a, an original version of Tribute, which is very similar to the new one, but it's just like filmed in the 90s <laughs> it looks like shit <laughs> and then the movie they do the movie pick a destiny right and then tribute i'm pretty sure the new version comes out after that and it's like implying the tribute is about what happened in the movie like they can't remember <laughs> how to play Bialzaboss. so i like that little bit of lore like just that song about that song tribute but <laughs> i mean in a town called kickapoo like i you know so so many great tracks from jack black i love jack black he's you know, as a fat guy with a beard, he's like my patron saint now. Um, <laughs> the music video was hilarious. I love the structure of this song where he's kind of talking about how he has no time for video games. He doesn't play them anymore. And then he slowly, slowly starts admitting that he's <laughs> he does play video games. And he's like, oh, I guess I do play video games. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really, and he's like, 
<laughs> and Red Dead Redemption is a game for men or something <laughs> like such, so like such a random song for Tenacious D to put out. That uh, shit's fucking Shakespeare. Uh, I mean, of course, the timing is great because Jack Black recently tore up, you know, Mario with peaches. That became a whole thing. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's a great time to put out a song like this for them. And like uh, Joseph pointed out at the end of the song, Jack Black says there's gonna be an album. So we'll definitely be talking more Tenacious D in the future. Gold again. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Also, if if you want to see the music video, obviously you can just look up the song, but I I thought it was fun that he put it on his gaming channel, <laughs> Jablinski Games. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's over there, and it's absolutely worth the watch. It's so fucking good. It's so funny. Um, but moving on, uh, we're going to talk about Clout Chaser, Chum Bucket, two-piece instrumental math rock band from North Carolina. Uh, didn't they recently just announce an album coming out called Metallica? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The name of the album yeah. is Metallica. Incredible. So good. <laughs> Firstly, uh, this shit is real math rock, okay? Real math rock. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to the Honda CRX on the uh, single cover. Love that car. Uh, this this is real math rock. It might be a little too real for me. Uh, it's great. They're incredibly fucking talented musician musicians. Like the drum tone is insane, and he fucking pops off, and it's absolutely fucking wild. The guitars go insane as well. Like there's just so much fucking packed into this one song. Um, I listened to it a couple times now. And initially, I was like, I don't know about this, but as I, I keep wanting to come back to it, um, it's just it's just a fucking wild uh, track. Like, everything about it's just so insane. They're so insanely talented. I've seen uh, footage from uh, Keely on the Street uh, where she went to see them, and they were just <laughs> playing on this tiny little stage in this venue in North Carolina, uh, just fucking ripping it. Like, they were tearing that shit up. It, it looked insane. Like... I would love to catch a fucking clout chaser show. This shit's cool as fuck. Um, I'm going to give it a gold. Um, a gold for real math rock. A real math rock gold, if you will. Uh, Joe. Well, aren't, wouldn't, wouldn't you consider this kind of math core? Isn't it a little heavy for math rock? They abundantly say they are a math rock band, so. Okay. You know, yeah, the gotcha. bands They're don't real. like it when you misgenre them, so let's uh, just keep it's it to, real <laughs> to math, the math rock, rock. Capital letters. Cool. Yeah, they literally have a song called Real Math Rock. So. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Listen, listen. All right, so, like, I love instrumental music. I've said this earlier, even today. And, like, I, I, was, I grew up with, like, Joe Satriani, like, Scale of the Summit, Chan, all that kind of stuff is, like... I love it. I, I I wish this had vocals on it. I'm not gonna lie. I just like I love mathy shit, but this just feels like there's like just barely enough room for just like screams like the whole time. Like and even that is like incredibly rare for me to say because I don't really like bands that scream all the time. But like and like don't get me wrong, I'm giving this a gold. Like I love instrumental mathy shit, but it just feels like it's missing some vocals or even like more layers of guitars it just needs like a little more i'm still giving it a gold but i'm just gonna have to go against what i always say and i'm like it needs it needs vocals for once an instrumental band i feel like it needs vocals so interestingly uh keely told me that 
they are very, very, uh, like for sure, like they only want to be a two piece, which I think is funny. Yeah. Um, and more power to them. I think that rules. Um, I agree with the vocal thing. Uh, I actually put it in my notes, but I forgot to say it because I got too caught up dick riding. But <laughs> I think uh, Johan from Space Corolla would absolutely fucking kill this track. Uh, I, uh, there's something about Cloud Chasers playing uh, reminds me a little bit of the Space Corolla stuff. Um, obviously in a different way, but I think Johan would ab- absolutely kill a feature. So I don't know, just a thought. Maybe hit up Johan, maybe get a feature. You could release the second song. And it's the same song, but it's got vocals. I don't know about it. You know, I'm not, I mean, it's not my the fucking old band. The Roselia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joseph, what do you think of the song? I, uh, I think. I think they followed me on TikTok before I got locked out of my account. (laughs) I I love that review. And I fucking seen them, like Ivy said, rip those fucking, like, small-ass venues is fucking insane. Uh, They go crazy hard. The, uh, The balance between, like, drum worship and riff worship is fucking killer the riffs are insane it i feel like it would sound really fucking cool with vocals but i can do it with or without i feel like it does need some more guitar layers and that could make it like feel more more fleshed out uh also shout out to the honda crx (laughs) hatchback lovers unite um facts Fucking naming an naming a an album Metallica is such a fucking <laughs> swagged oh. out boss move. Uh, it's a it's it's a silver because I can't tell them that I love this on my old TikTok account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a very unfortunate rating. Yeah, it'll get gold whenever yeah, we review the it'll record. get gold whenever I can get back into my fucking TikTok account. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok fucking cock blocked the, the band. For real. For real. It's so over. <laughs> awesome. Uh Cloud Chaser, Chum Bucket, really great track. Uh definitely check them out. Uh, moving on to twice hair hair is that's it right it's not I'm not like I mean they say hare hare in the that's song that's what I, okay okay oh hare hare gosh. racist uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> all right <laughs> I just don't speak Korean I'm sorry <laughs> yeah okay whatever let's My move bad. <laughs> South Korean girl group formed by JYP <laughs> Entertainment uh, the group is composed of nine members. Um, <laughs> I put all their names. <laughs> I'm not. I can't. I don't know. No, how to I'm a K-pop. I'm a K-pop fan. I can pronounce these all perfectly. Do this. Okay, go for it. Nayeon, Jiangyong, Momo, Sana, Jio, Mina, Dayun, Cheyoung, and Zuzu. Easy clap. I love Twice. I talked about the last time we talked about uh, K-pop. I mentioned that I like I like the girl groups a little bit more, and by a little bit more, I mean a lot of bit more. I really like Twice. They always put out like these really consistent, fun, boppy songs. 
Um, when I first heard this song, though, I initially like didn't super vibe with it. But recently, I've I've been kind of on this K-pop kick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For those of you who are in who are in my Discord server, you might have noticed uh, the name changed. We're on the K-pop arc right now. Um, I, cause I, I recently stumbled upon another girl group called Stacy. So I've <laughs> been listening to a bunch of Stacy and twice and yeah, that I, I love this track. I fucking went back to it and it's just, it's so fun. It's catchy as fuck. The chorus is great. I love all their voices. I, I didn't actually watch the music video. I don't know if there is one. Usually there is like, that's, that's a pretty important thing with K-pop is to, is to see the dance learn the dance uh and watch that shit hella and i love it because the production on i mean the production with the music itself is always excellent every song sounds great it's super tight it's fun pop music but one of the most important pieces is is seeing the dance and their outfits and the like set changes like they just go fucking all out and i think that's one of the most insane things about k-pop to me that like it's hard to wrap my head around like these groups who have a shit ton of backing and funding and stuff like that, they just go so fucking hard on, like, everything about a release, like, from the song to the music videos to the fucking dances to their performances, um, the outfits, and the merch is always insane to me. I've seen, I've seen a couple people's, like, K-pop collections of their merch. They go crazy. Like, there's so much. You get, like, fucking pictures and, like, booklets, and it comes with, like, all kinds of stuff like it's a it's crazy and honestly i think more american bands um and artists should do stuff like that like i think a lot of uh merch here is like cool you know we get a lot of cool stuff we get some t-shirts or you know i got a fucking cropped windbreaker from uh spirit box that i love but a lot of times it's kind of all you get you get like clothing and maybe like the you know a unique piece here and there but like these huge labels should really be showing out like this like i i don't know what do k-pop bands sell if not clothes what are they selling well it's more so it's more so i'm talking about like the actual release like for cd sales and stuff Uh like that like like i said it's like this whole like it's almost like a fucking box set you get you get uh, like i said pictures like fucking pamphlets uh, yeah. art drawings like all kinds of shit like it's it's a whole there's thing. like it's insane profiles of each member with like a photo and like a like a bio it's so fucking wild and obviously that's part of you know the culture around k-pop being like uh, you know everybody has their <laughs> what they call it a, a bias you have your bias your favorite members this and that and and so it's like it's a little more involved you want to you know people want to know more about the members and stuff but i don't know i think that would work well i would be more inclined to buy like a CD box set that came with a bunch of shit like that for a band that I like, uh, than just buying like a CD or a vinyl, you know, cause usually I just collect it and it kind of sits around until I'm in the mood and then, uh, you know, maybe I'll throw a record on or something, but I don't know. I love going through uh K-pop merch like that. I think it's really, really interesting. But with that said, I think this song is a gold for me. I also think, it, uh, for some reason, I thought it would be really funny if Mr. Worldwide was on this song. Uh, I think they should get a they should get a Mr. Worldwide feature. I think that might take it to the next level too. Okay, <laughs> out of left field. <laughs> you know, Ivy, I think I'm here. I'm here for the K-pop arc because, like, it's great. I was really, I was really like sus of K-pop for a really long time. Like, I didn't really get it, and it was really weird and like very much um like consumerist just like 
I don't know. It was. It didn't really seem like it was a, really about the music. But I have a bandmate who is a very big K-pop <laughs> stan. And so basically every time we hang out, we, we're just watching K-pop on the big TV. And like, I, to, to echo what Ivy was saying, I think without the visual content, the music kind of falls and that's not to say, like, like, dude, the chorus in this song was catchy as fuck. I think I'm going to be humming that for the rest <laughs> of the week. It's super catchy. But without the visuals, it kind of just falls into the bracket for me of just, like, generic pop music. Like, there isn't really a whole lot that, you know, makes it interesting. I will say I love J-Rock and, uh, and, and like, uh, J-Pop. And, like, I do love... Um, like electronic stuff like that like kkb is one of my favorite bands but i think it really just it, without the visual content and yeah i'm gonna i still have to check out the music video and i will check it out and maybe i'll like it a lot more but um yeah it's just like i i, I without the visual content it's there's not enough for it for me so i give it a damn i think i'm still gonna give it a gold but it really it, it would be like a higher gold if you know with the visual content so yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I will be listening to more, but it's just like, to me, it's just pop when I'm just listening to it. A gold is a gold, baby. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Joseph. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song that I would skip most of the time. Um, but like, but like with that, I'm very, I'm very picky about what, uh, what K-pop I enjoy. I'm still trying to work my way into like enjoying it more. So I've been taking like recommendations from people, but I don't know. It's not something that I would come back to. Uh, like I said, not I'm not very big on K-pop most of the time. So like I'm gonna give it a participation, not because I didn't like it, like it, like uh, it's not like some of the other songs that I've shit on during this episode. Uh, <laughs> by far, the production is very good. The vocals are very good, as they usually are in K-pop songs. I haven't watched the music video. I'll probably do that later as well. But yeah, it's a participation for me based on uh, just... I I wouldn't really go back to it. That's fair. I think... Uh, I, 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 I found an interesting uh, correlation, perhaps. Because um, <laughs> Joe mentioned it. When getting into K-pop, because I was in the same boat. I think it's kind of hard to... It's very caught up in the whole fans being, you know, rabid for mm -hmm. K-pop and stuff like that. I think the best way to do it, at least to find, like, you know, a few songs you like or, or get into it a little bit if you're interested in it, is to just sit down with a friend who really likes it and just have them show you a bunch of stuff. I think it's a, like, it's a fun time and it's a good way to, you know, just hang out with one of your friends. Yeah. You can do that for any genre oh, yeah. that someone's really super into. Yeah, but I think K-pop specifically because it is so intimidating. You c it's kind of like a necessity. I ain't intimidated by no K-pop. See, bunch that's of girls a, just dancing around another, singing about stuff. That's another thing. Hey, the guys dance around singing about stuff too. Like, oh, uh, sorry. It's it's we it's weird how how like auditorily intimidating it can be when you're trying to get into it. <laughs> compared to other genres like i get into hardcore and shit like that like so easy so easy i'm not very picky about that stuff at all but uh but like when it comes to stuff like this i'm surprisingly picky i listen to damn near anything like it's like crazy so yeah it's it it 
It always catches me off guard how intimidating it can be to get into K-pop. Yeah, and and I I will also say like Joe said, I think that visual really helps. That's what gets me hooked. Is like, oh look, they're dancing around. Look at those outfits. They look so cute. And then I just want to watch the music video over and over again. <laughs> Anyways, we I think we've talked about twice enough. Love twice. EP reviews. Followship. Stigma. Followship is a band from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, based post hardcore outfit. <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't I'm saying so they're based. Dead. I was I, saying I they assume... were based in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> I think they're I think they're based actually. Oh okay. Yeah, me too. That's... Me too. But uh, that wasn't the That's intention. how my brain in, uh, interpreted that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> they're from Richmond, Virginia. They're based and they play post hardcore. Um, all true. <laughs> Followship. Great band. I still think that single fucking rips. Yeah. Uh Claire Hale still rips. They kind of remind me of Yeti. I like it's different, but something about something about their energy really just it just reminds me of Yeti. It's it's like I like them for the same reason I like Yeti. And I think that's 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 fucking cool. That's cool as fuck. I think all the songs are great. The whole fucking uh EP from front to back, very fun listen. Every song just like pops and goes and I I fuck with that. Shout out Followship. Y'all are good. Y'all are great. But I'm gonna give it a gold. I don't have really much more to say about that. It's just really fucking good. Oh, that's so funny. Cause like I feel like I have the least to say about this, but in a good way. So like, <laughs> like Jake was saying earlier, like I feel like a lot of us tend to hate on post hardcore a lot. And like lately, I don't really listen to any newer post hardcore. I find myself going back and listening to all the favorites from like the early 2000s. But um, for sure. And, like, I haven't been listening to a lot of newer post-hardcore releases, but this is my favorite release of the week. It has oh, hell yeah. everything everything I love. It's got the riffs. It's got the vocals. It's got the technicality. It's just, like, this is my favorite release of the week. And, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. It's just, like, like I like it a lot. That's all. I don't know what else to say. It's just really good. I give it a gold favorite release of the week. I think I'd agree with you. I think this is also my favorite release of the week. Hell yeah. I'm I'm about to be a hater for a little bit. Not not necessarily a hater, but like a little bit of a hater. Um so it felt kind of like just like standard like swancore post hardcore to me. Um the the sweet picking riff on uh I think it was Claire Hale. It it was it was cool, but only because I still don't know how to sweep pick. <laughs> and then also the synth transition is a little bit of a weird choice, but I feel like it wouldn't work for any other kind of track. Uh, I feel like it fit in really well there, but it felt weird for my ears to get used to. Other than that, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, I'm going to give it a bronze because it's not quite a participation because it's not like uh, I don't dislike it is what I want to say. I don't feel no, like no, that yeah. Much see, hating, see, that's honest. why that's yeah. why I went back <laughs> and I said, oh, not not necessarily a hater, but a hater. <laughs> it felt yeah. like pretty fair criticism. This is subjective. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, Jake. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I'm actually going to come in with the recovery gold to make this a certified Beautiful. mute puke banger. Uh, uh, you gave it a gold, right, uh, Ivy and Joe? Yes. yes. Okay, great. Our release of the week. 
Yeah, it's also my release of the week. Joseph, this is not Swancore. <laughs> I just want to be 100% honest with you. There's no way you could classify this as Swancore. We got a little bit of Swancore drama going on last week. I said Elders was Swancore oh. or Jackson said or someone. Uh, sorry, sorry, it. Elders. People are touchy about it. People are touchy about the Swancore allegations. So Can't beat them. This is old school post hardcore. And you know what? I love DGD. I fucking, you know, I love Swancore for a long time. And, you know, I still love it, but it's that sort of thing where you listen to so much of it, you know what you hate and you know what you like. And yeah, that's kind of what Swancore is for me. Like Cat Cat Carousel, it, it like it wasn't what I liked about Swancore, so I bounced off it. This is just straight post hardcore. It's giving me fucking Alexis on fire. It's giving me Coheed and Cambria, like their first record a little bit. It's got like this quality of like a roaring sound in my ears. It's so cool. I I really enjoyed this this um EP and I am looking forward to more from Followship. Uh so yeah, if you're into that older post-hardcore sound, definitely check it out. Um I'm glad it has a certified banger status. It deserves it. Absolutely. It absolutely does. Followship stigma fucking rips. Moving on to Something we have reviewed extensively <laughs> on the podcast. Our good friends, Properties of Nature, Alucius, Odd Figures EP has finally dropped the full thing. Uh, Properties of Nature is a progressive post-hardcore band from the Midwest, and Alucius is a post-hardcore band from Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs> uh, we have talked about this shit so fucking much. <laughs> We've had Josh on twice to talk about it. These songs have been coming out over the course of the last few months, and the EP is finally out with the last two songs, Bud Light Year and Where Are My Hands. Where Are My Hands features Daisy Chamberlain as well. This EP as a whole, I'm going to go ahead and give it a silver to start. I still think Mind Goblin is by far my favorite song on the EP. It, there's just something about it. I just keep going back. The feature is insane. The guitars are fucking excellent. Like The vocals are done so perfectly to me. I still really like Clock Blocked. Um, I think that's a great song too. I think it was uh, Bud Lightyear is the one that's a little bit more chill. Um, and that song's, you know, it's cool. Um, and Where Are My Hands, obviously, I love a Daisy feature. Gotta ride, dick ride a, a Daisy <laughs> feature. Um, but again, I just, I don't know. I felt like she was just kind of like, she wasn't as strong in the mix. And I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of wish I got more. Got mm -hmm. wish, wish I got more. But, uh. We love Properties of Nature, obviously, our, our homies who have been on the podcast probably more than fucking anybody, and we've been on their podcast a couple times, so um, definitely, definitely check it out, uh, and obviously, based on the way that Josh explained it last time, if you haven't heard the episode with Josh, it, it sounds like a lot of these songs were like a mix of Lucius writing and uh, Properties of Nature writing. And then there's like, I think they said Chalupa Cabra was the one that was like kind of split down That's the like middle. It's like 50-50, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it works well. I think there's a lot of highlights to it. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I am going to give it a silver. Uh, still an excellent, excellent EP though from them. Joe, how did you feel about 
uh, this. As we were saying earlier, I've kind of like, um, I'm more of a fan of like older post-hardcore and not so much uh, the newer sound that's present. So that's the reason why I liked the Followship EP so much. And that's the reason why I'm going to give um, the Properties of Nature EP a silver. Sorry, I had to look. It's Odd Figures. Sorry, I forgot the name. <laughs> well, Properties of Nature called my band with Snails Ahead. Only Pulses are allowed to do that. <laughs> um, if you're not the band Pulses from, from Virginia, you cannot, uh, you cannot call us that. Uh, no, but for real, um, the EP is really good. It's just that like I don't really listen to this genre as much anymore. I appreciate the vision but it's not really what I'm into right now. But uh, the production's really good. The guitar work is really good. The songwriting is excellent. There is a lot to like about it, uh, especially if you're into modern uh, progressive post-hardcore. It's just not really for me. Good shit. Keep up. Keep it up. Properties of nature. But uh, yep, silver. I I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse because I called fucking followship swancore and I was wrong. But I enjoyed it, and I think the uh, I think the song titles are really cool. I really like them because a lot of Hitbox's song titles before the before what we're working on now were really goofy. So obviously I relate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mind Goblin, Mind Goblin <laughs> was a standout track. I really like that one. The little chip tune uh, intro was really cool. Uh, it is a silver from me. All right, and I think this one here's Jake review too. So why don't you close this out here, Jake? Uh, yeah, properties of nature X Alucius odd figures. Um, obviously we've been reviewing this album piecemeal as the singles have come out. I want to say that I really enjoy this. I uh, I enjoy a lot of parts of this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a little distracted <laughs> by something. It's fine. The thing about this um, EP is that I like a lot of it. Like I was saying with Followship, there's Swancore I like and there's Swancore I don't like. So I was kind of running into like half of the song I like, the other half I'm not really cool with it. Um, it depends. I really like the songs Where Are My Hands and Mind Goblin. Mind Goblin is like, I don't know what they did with that one, but they were fucking cooking. Like that's, <laughs> that's like miles ahead of every other song on the album. I, I feel like we've been underplaying Alucius a little bit, but it's only for the, the project itself is confusing. I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest. I think it's a cool idea. I'm glad they experimented. I'm glad it exists, but I I think it maybe did more harm than good overall for them. If they were going for like, I, I, I'm not trying to be mean. I give the album a gold. I, I'm going to listen to it a lot. Probably thinking about like the EP from Mattachine and uh, Macau that they did a split EP recently where they had, they both had individual songs, two individual songs, and they had a song that they did together. And I thought that was like a really great way to do a split. And I think that would have helped both these bands a little more because, you know, this doesn't really sound like a Lucius or properties of nature that much as we know them. So it, you're kind of getting a weird product for both these bands. I, I don't hate it, obviously. I respect it. 
I have some other criticisms about the way they rolled it out, but that's not really a part of this album, obviously. It doesn't really matter anymore. Um, but I, I respect this. I respect this project, and I respect both these bands. And I'm happy they put this out. I want more from the, both of them immediately. I want to hear their own individual sounds immediately. But, uh, yeah. That's my review. Sorry if it's so, you know, all over the place. <laughs> oh, um, it's hard to review bands or albums for bands and people you know well and, you know, respect and stuff. Sorry, before we move on, I just wanted to say also, I, I uh, didn't fully understand what role Alucius was playing in this EP, so I kind of miscredited the uh, the EP before, so I apologize for that. I thought Alucius might have been like a producer or something. I didn't know it was a full yeah. um, two band collab that's insane that's that's what i'm saying like this might have done more harm for alucius than good really because <clears throat> hey it's editing jake i've been editing this bitch of a podcast for like 10 hours or some i don't know i'm probably making that up but it feel it, let me do yeah maybe like eight or nine hours at this point um uh, saying that this EP harmed Lucius is complete. That was like such a poor choice of words because obviously there's no way this harmed Lucius. This could have only done good for them, right? Uh, but my point was like, a lot of people are looking at this as if it's a properties of nature project, and you know I think maybe Alucius would have done better with this project if it was like a more traditional split. Um, that's why I was trying to get across. I, I'm sorry if I didn't. I was like, man, this episode went on forever. So, <laughs> and, and um, Joseph was, you'll find out in a second, but he had to leave early. So I was getting messages from him trying to figure that out while I was doing this review. So, yeah, I was a little bit scatterbrained, um, so sorry about that, Lucius Progress of Nature. I know some of y'all listen. I appreciate you, um, and I just want to, you know, be clear. There's no disrespect coming from me. I just want, like, I like y'all so much that uh, I just want you to have your best. Uh, ah, shit. <laughs> Fucking up again. I just want y'all to be able to shine in a way that really tells people who you are. And with this EP, as cool of an idea of, as it is, and of course it's coming from the Pond Boys and Alucius, the problem with it is we kind of lost both the identities of the bands in this project. So yeah, that that's my main criticism. Again, I gave it a gold. I really enjoy a lot of the songs on it, a lot of the moments. Mind Goblin is like an all-timer for progressive post-hardcore. So it, it's not like I wish the project didn't exist. And that's not it at all. Uh, yeah, it was just more me, I guess, bitching. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful, but I'm not like the fucking band hive guy on Instagram that's like, here's what you need to do for your band to blow up on TikTok. I don't know any of that shit. I'm just like thinking, I think in terms of common sense and what I know from doing my show. But yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> okay, that's, okay, we're done. I'm done. As Alucius is a smaller band than Properties of Nature, and we kind of talked about something like this uh, uh, weeks ago where we were talking about band beefs, like fake band beefs. If a mm -hmm. band is bigger, way bigger than the other band, then the fake beef is not going to work. 
you have to be kind of on the same level and i don't think that's that rings true for like a split ep i think you can have like two wildly different sizes of bands and that could really help the smaller band um but something like this it just kind of made it confusing unfortunately and uh you know i hope <laughs> properties of nature and alucia's fans will find this in a few years and be like what is this i don't understand and it's just gonna be a weird thing that exists i'm happy it exists like i said but <laughs> it is a very weird thing um, all i'm asking yeah. is that alucia's gives us another banger like marble hornets yeah that's all i'm asking yeah uh, once Alucius puts out something, just them, we'll definitely review it. Um, Absolutely. Joseph, you're kind of, yeah, you need to go. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, well, we're about to get into albums anyway, so this would be a good cut. Um, you can just stop recording when I, oh, plug your oh, stuff yeah. first of all. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My band, Hitbox, we have put out uh, a single from our upcoming album. Um, it is called Grief Inheritance. Yep. It is on all platforms. YouTube, Spotify, you name it. Uh, you can even use it on TikTok. Uh, not really a TikTok band, but still do it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're putting out, uh, cassette tapes of the self-titled EP soon. Um, a run of 25, so look out yes, for those. My ass yes, will be buying I'm one. very excited. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to plug right now. All right. Thanks, man. All right. I appreciate it. And we'll definitely have to have you on yes. for a full episode again. Because uh, I really want to bend your ear yes, about the band. Yes, I would band. love to. Yeah. We'll also have to have Jackson on, too, because, uh, as, as we all know, that the entire Hitbox discography <laughs> was Jackson's oh, yeah. album of the year. Yeah. yeah I would... <laughs> <laughs> One of Jackson's yeah. albums. <laughs> I will definitely be back as long as y'all will let me. All Obviously. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Album reviews. All right, cool. Then moving on, we're going to talk about the Amity Affliction, Not Without My Ghosts, um, Australian metalcore band from Jim P. Queensland. <laughs> Jimpy? I don't know. Jimpy? Jimpy? Oh, I'm not going to say the other thing it could sound like. Yeah. Uh, formed in 2003. You know what? Shit sucked. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Participation. Jesus. Um, genuinely, it, it was just super forgettable. Like, yeah. I got through the whole album and I was like, oh, it's fucking done? Okay. Like, I, I just... I don't fucking have anything to say about it. I thought it was really fucking boring. Nothing stood out to me. Nothing, like, grabbed my attention from the fucking hyperfixation zone on some other <laughs> dumb shit. Like, I just... I don't know. There's nothing nothing I really liked about this or cared about this. And genuinely, I, I could have listened to anything else. Like, could have got all my time back from listening to this album. Um, participation. Joe, uh, how do you feel about it? I'm trying to look at this through the lens of a metalcore fan. It's really tough. <laughs> Bad move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying over here. I'm, I'm searching for anything, but honestly, like, I'm a big hater. I'm sorry. Maybe you shouldn't let me talk on this one. I, <laughs> I hate the vocals. I... Uh, I hate the guitar. It's so unoriginal. Is this what metalcore fans listen to all the time? Like, how do they, yes. how do they not get tired of listening to the same sound all the time? 
it drives me crazy because I will find metalcore bands who are like pretty small who are just absolutely fucking insane. Like, uh, what we listened to Silithist last year yeah. and uh, we did Rat God last week. Like, those bands are metalcore bands. They're fucking killer. They're doing something new. Their guitar riffs are crazy. And then, and they will get completely passed up for some shitty ass copy paste fucking band uh, that is huge for some reason that's been making the same album on repeat for fucking 10 years. Like it's, it drives me crazy. We listen to these metalcore albums and there's just, there's just no substance. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I literally don't get it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's a participation for me. Colleen Kanowski on ghostcultmag.com gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I, <laughs> I listened to Wrong. half of this. It was bad. Yeah, they must have been formed in 2003. Look at this fucking album cover. I had to double check and make sure this wasn't a reissue or something. Because this shit is so 2003, this fucking album cover. Right. Reminds me of Bring Me the Horizon and shit. Uh, you know that one with the girl whole uh, state of the scene puts in every meme they put out. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Oh yeah, the girl with her I'm guts sure out. I'm sure it's really funny. Yeah, the girl with her guts out. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was boring. I'm sorry. Participation trophy. Certified mutant puke shitter, baby. <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, but what I do want to talk about is Hot Mulligan. Why would I watch? Uh, American Emo Band from Lansing, Michigan. We reviewed the single, uh, which was... Golf is on. There you go. That's the one. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't... I, I don't know. I wasn't like... I wasn't expecting a ton with this, but there were definitely some songs that really like captured me. Um, I really liked It's a Family Movie. She Hates Her Dad. Just yeah. She Just Like Me For Real. Um... <laughs> Uh, Betty was incredibly oh like God. it's heartbreaking. It's so good. <laughs> I love that sound. I think this genre it is, and I probably said this last time. It's really easy for this kind of sound to get stale and get stale quickly. Um, I'm talking to you, movements. Uh, <laughs> but this, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. It does drag a little bit for me. I did have um kind of a hard time getting through some of the back half of the album. Um, Betty brought me back in. Uh, Cock Party 2 is a funny <laughs> song to follow that up with, but that's also an excellent song. And then, of course, the single, which I enjoyed. But um, overall, like for what this album is, for this genre, I like the vocals. I think the guitar choices are really nice. Like I don't know, something about the tone in the guitar, it, it felt a lot more um, noticeable if you will. Like, it didn't just fade into the background. It really felt like an active part of the song in, in each song, sorry, um, where a lot of the bands in the genre, it, the guitar doesn't really mean much. Like, it's there, it's the music, and the, the vocals are kind of the main thing. But this was genuinely very fun. I think the band overall is pretty fun, and I'm going to give it a high silver. I think if it wouldn't have dragged so much in some sections for me, uh, it would have been a gold, but still a very solid album especially since i'm not huge into hot mulligan to begin with and i was genuinely surprised um joe how did you feel about this one it's giving mentally ill 
I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'd be emotionally manipulated by a hot mulligan fan. <laughs> Are y'all okay? Like, do you need someone <laughs> no. to talk to? Um, for real though, I, can I do confirm we are mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the sound. I like it a lot, actually. I'm uh, and like it sounds like I'm talking shit, maybe, but like I'll, I'll give it like uh, I agree with Ivy, a high silver. Um, I I like the the guitars uh, are very well recorded, probably like stereo mic and stuff. Like it sounds super nice. Um, really high quality production. I think like the one thing that I really didn't uh vibe with was the vocalist. Um he kind of sounds like he would cry if I criticized his outfit. <laughs> oh, no. Um but I mean and like I have a lot of friends who like Hot Mulligan and um I think I'm going to um you know instead of skimming I'm definitely going to sit down and just give this album a fair listen, but um based based on what I heard there isn't a whole lot of variety and it's it's just like this is a band that I I imagined would tour with like Bill Murray, you know, like it's got that marketability about it, but, um, it's, it's not really for me. So I give it a high silver, but, um, not awful. Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um, hot Mulligan, their album, you'll be fine. In 2020 was my album of the year. Their EP in 2021 was very good. I especially love the last song, Please Don't Cry, You Have Swag. Um, <laughs> unironically, a fantastic song. Their song naming conventions aren't my favorite, if I'm going to be honest. A lot of it feels like word salad. Like, why would I watch? It's a lyric in one of the songs, which I absolutely love when bands do that. But why not put a fucking question mark, man? What? Just why would I watch? Like I, 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 I don't know. It's a I statement. just want a question. Yeah, it's a statement, but I want a question mark. But anyway, um, the album Hot Mulligan is required lyric reading for me. Uh, a lot of bands, you know, I don't need to read the lyrics uh, necessarily to love a song, but. Hot Mulligan, I always gotta read the lyrics because this motherfucker is sad, and I <laughs> love sad music. Like, the combination of the melancholy solitude, or whatever Ivy says, and... Melancholic solitude. <laughs> and, and the screamed vocals, it's just, it's perfect for me. Like, uh, it seems like... A, so there's two guys that are doing vocals on this album... There's one that he's the one that does the screams a lot, and then there's another guy that kind of sounds like Blink One Eighty Two. He kind of has that sort of sing like California singing style, um, <laughs> which I like. By the way, I'm not criticizing. I'm just trying to describe it for the listener. Uh, yeah, Betty, fuck, fuck, man. <laughs> As you know, when you're a pet owner and you literally treat your pet like a baby, songs like this are fucking brutal to listen to. But it it's fantastic. Great song. Um, I have a problem remembering the songs I like. I think the one you said, Ivy. What's it called? It's a family movie. Yeah. She hates her dad. Yeah, I like that song. Uh, it's with these song names. I can't remember anything. The, the funny song titles used to be good for me when I was younger. But now I just can't keep <laughs> any fucking... Um, any of that in my head no room whatsoever to your credit uh there is a song literally called christ alive my toe damn it hurts yeah like word salad 
a good song though <laughs> i like that one i'm pretty sure and i smoke like the song is called what is this called i i like all these songs um i can't really remember the closing song that well so and then like the one before the closing smi- act my head off <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. like um that's just like a minor complaint. That's not like even really a criticism, right? I, I just can't remember the song names. But um, really enjoyed this. It's going to be a gold from me. Hot Moly would have to do a lot to not get a gold from old Jake. Um, oh, <laughs> Drink Milk and Run from last year was also a really good single by them. So yeah, uh, Hot Moly fans, we are eating good. I'm glad this came out this year. And yeah, gold. All righty. Uh, time to get into the, the fucking, ooh boy. <laughs> you know <laughs> what's funnier string. than one album? <laughs> Two albums. <laughs> the Acacia Strain, Step Into the Light, and Failure Will Follow. American metalcore, deathcore band originally from Chicopee, Massachusetts. Chicopee. Uh, pillar of s- Chicopee? Chicopee. Yeah. Uh, Pillar of Salt on <laughs> Failure will, f- <laughs> will follow has an uncredited iris.exe feature. Um, iris.exe is excellent and was also on uh, From the Joy. most recent From Joy album. Yeah. And uh, Fuck Rise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and- <laughs> I, said, I said it was douchey of them. Uh, by that, I mean Rise Records. According to iris.exe, Acacia Strain has been you know very accommodating you know listening to iris and you know it's not on acacia strain it's on rise records who is distributing this album for not crediting iris.exe on this song yeah and like who would have guessed rise records uh (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't respect uh women or artists in general who would have fucking guessed (laughs) rise records such a such a pillar of good faith in the in the community really just a standout <laughs> record company there's uh, a great <laughs> there's a meme going on right now that iris.exe kind of started there was a review for the new this this record i guess Fail, failure will follow um and it said haunting female vocals and, <laughs> and pillar of salt and uh iris.exe was like hey I am the haunting female vocals. <laughs> <laughs> and it's become kind of a meme within her like little sub community. Uh, mm. I, I don't think the reviewer was, should be that much at fault for that review because if we don't have the credits then they probably didn't have the fucking credits, but right. um, yeah, it's just a funny meme now. Uh, but uh, hopefully they get credited soon. That's completely unprofessional of rise records. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't fuck with Rise Records, and no one should fuck with Rise Records. No, they suck. Fuck Rise Records. Facts. Um, and also, I'm just <laughs> gonna be honest. Kind of fuck this album too. Both of them. <laughs> hey y'all, editing Jake. Unfortunately, back here again. The rest of the episode got fucking corrupted. I don't even know. I I just found this out two seconds ago. I am. <laughs> At the end of my rope here. I hope y'all understand. They gave the Acacia Strain uh, fucking two participation trophies. It's a certified me and puke shitter. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Um, 
Our, our music's by Matt Burridge, and our art's by Kyle Culp. Um, check out Joe's band uh, with Sales Ahead. They got a record coming out later this year. Uh, check out Ivy's band, New Witch's Tongue. Um, they also have stuff coming out later this year. Uh, check out Joseph Hitbox. Check out uh, Hitbox Grief Inheritance and anything new they put out. Um, sorry for this messy, weird episode. I know a lot of it's not, like, I I think this is simultaneously our best-sounding episode, and, like, there's so much shit going wrong with it. Like, I can't even comprehend. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> so, I'm sorry about that, y'all. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, uh stop recording now and lay down in bed and uh well actually i have to upload it i have to yeah don't worry about me don't worry about me we have our patreon me and puke after dark we should be talking about psycho frames ep that came out last week we missed it so we're gonna talk about it on after dark that's a new thing we're doing now um thank you so much for listening truly like I, I've literally been editing this for like 10 hours like it's no joke and that's not even counting like the record time looking for new music to put in the folder setting up the notes for Ivy to read like I'm not trying to build a sob story for myself or anything but I just want y'all to understand that uh, this isn't a walk in the park sort of show for me I, I'm very serious about wanting it sounding good and I keep running into these technical issues and one day the they're gonna go away and Papa's gonna be full dick dick power with my uh, editing and y'all are gonna be blown away but uh thank you if you support me uh, support the podcast um I've been talking forever all right I'll catch y'all later <laughs>